you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. And I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love some of what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference or something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. For the first time this fantasy football season, I can officially say we are here. Myself, Seth Wolcock, along with my best friend, Nathan Polvote. Nate, what's up? We're here, bro. It is officially the 2021 fantasy football season. It's week one, guys. We've been talking about this for nearly six, seven months at this point. Um, you know, building hype each and every week. We've been here with you guys. Um, we're excited to continue this um, every week you can find us here at the in-between fantasy football podcast we're on youtube we're on twitter facebook wherever you get your streams guys you can find us live here audio version our guy kyle he cuts that up the next day for us he puts that out for us on apple spotify everywhere you guys are listening tonight we got a very special show nate this is the first time in a while i feel like you and i have just been on together yeah man um ooh, i don't even remember the last time it was just you and i it's been months, but yeah. it's kind of cool. I like it. Uh, not that I don't love Scott, Gary, and Jen, obviously. Um, <laughs> just kind of going back to our the first live stream was just you and I. So yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I, I love just chilling out, having a beer with one of my best buddies. Nate, speaking of beverages tonight, man, what are you on tap for us? I am drinking a Breckenridge Avalanche Amber Ale. It's a local, okay. but uh, it can be found anywhere. Hashtag not a sponsor yet. Yes. Yeah. I actually found those out last year in state college as well. So I was happy to do that tonight. I got some slab cabin for you, man. Um, this is actually a local beer too, state college PA. Funny story about this beer. Actually. Uh, I was in the beer distributor last week and I was just kind of looking around. It was my buddy's party coming up. I wanted to get some special for the draft. Uh, you know, have a good time. And I was just like moseying around. I saw the guy at the counter bought like a whole 36 pack of these and I just asked him, I was like, hey, is that Otto's Brewery, which is, you know, a local one here in State College? And he's like, oh, yeah, man. And he, he throws this to me. And he's like, here, try it out for yourself. I have not got the chance to try it yet. But tonight, we do this because of a total stranger. So, I mean, just one more example, guys. Like, there are nice people out there who are, like, willing just to, you know, toss you a beer even when you don't ask for it. That's an awesome story. I love that. Free beer is, like, the best tasting beer in the world, too. Yes. How how is it, dude? It's it's phenomenal. It's an IPA, so not too hazy, but you know just right. So I, I'm digging it, man. I, it's definitely nice. great for, for our show tonight, uh, guys. We got a lot coming your way tonight. Yes. We're gonna get you ready for week one. Everything we've been putting into this, we got headline hijinks. We're gonna break down some of the latest fantasy football news. 
What's the deal with Saquon Barkley? We're going to answer that question here in just a minute. We also have some in the scopes waivers a week early. We try to do this almost every week here on the In Between Fantasy Football podcast. These are guys who probably aren't going to be on your roster week one or aren't going to be on a lot of people's roster, but maybe they should be because after week one, they're going to be the waiver wire priority ad. So we're going to talk about that in the scope. And we're also going to do some short things, sleep for the week. Let you know uh, each of us have a player who you should be putting in your lineup this week, even though consensus ranks out there across the mainstream media are telling you probably not to do that. Um, and we're going to round it out with weekly advice. The season's here, so we got a little bit of a, a feel-good left in us as well. Nate, what's been going on out there, man? Uh, are you ready for some football? I am so ready for football. Uh, it's been such a tease just talking about it for the last six, seven months. And I'm glad to be into game situations that matter, not just preseason. We're not just camp. It's not OTAs. We're not talking draft anymore. We have man-on-man contact in the NFL, in stadiums, games that mean something in two days. Two days we kick off. We've got Dallas and Tampa Bay, which I'm looking forward to watching Thursday night. Man, I'm I'm just excited. I'm really excited. Already had some great college football games over the weekend as well. Guys, if you do have any questions for us tonight, um, if you want us to talk about maybe you have a draft, last-minute draft coming up, maybe you want to know should you make a move before the season starts, let us know. Drop it in the chat. If you got a start-sit question for week one, whatever it is, guys, we're here to help. DM's always open as well. Nate, we're going to go ahead and fire off headline hijinks here. This is our way of breaking down the news in kind of a fun, chill way. But headline hijinks is presented by Underdog Fantasy and guys, Underdog has really helped me get ready for the season. And now now that the season's here and everyone actually wants to play some DFS, some prop betting, I feel like Underdog's a great place to do it, Nate, because like I'll be honest, I, I love season-long fantasy football. I've been playing it for you know 11 plus years now, but never had a lot of luck with DFS. But uh, Underdog came along and I feel like made that a lot easier for me. Well, you know, it's different. If you like to do the DFS style formats, DraftKings and FanDuel can be difficult because you're trying to pick that like needle in a haystack player that no one else is picking. And that's how you win. With underdog, it's going to be different. It's going to be 12 team drafts that are one week contests, but it's only 12 teams. There aren't 50,000 people in your league. And just a lot easier for most of us, uh, those those of us who aren't Bo McBrayer and Scott Simpson and Jordan yeah. Vanek, who we don't have the time to crunch a ton of numbers. It's a much easier format. It's just like playing season long, really simple. And contest starting at $3 a week. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And I think the thing is here is like with, with DFS, we've talked about, it. we have a couple of DFS sharks add in between media with Connor and Bo. And like these guys are sharks. They're making spreadsheets. They're making algorithms every single week. And Underdog's uh, Fantasy is a place, like, if you're just looking for some casual fun on the side with your redraft leagues, check them out, guys. And if you do, please use our promo code IBT. And when you deposit $10, you can get $25 in credit as well. So, I mean, that's $35 for the price of $10. That's good enough for a season for me. You know what I mean? So Something we should mention is that it's not like DraftKings and FanDuel where it's you get it a little tiny bit at a time as you spend your yeah. own money. Yep. But this is an instant $25 credit. You don't have to do anything else to get it. Deposit $10, they give you $25, and you can just go play it. Yep. Yes. So, guys, make sure you check out Underdog, promo code IBT, and let's get ready for our first headline hijinks of the regular season. <laughs>
this is the drop I wanted last week for the Cam Newton <laughs> sliding out of the chair after yeah. he got cut. Yeah. Guys, you know, really, I think at the end of the day, I am thankful that we have a fantasy football season once again. Um, the NFL has done a great job with COVID protocols, it seems like, for the most part. That, that No vaccine mandate, but, you know, encouraging players to get vaccinated. The one big takeaway I have right now is that fantasy football seems a little more normal heading into this year. Last year, man, with all the opt-outs and there were a lot of big-name injuries before week one. And we've had that th- this year, too. But, like, most of them were, like, you know, A.J. Brown nagging injury coming in. Kenny Galladay sat out, like, week one. Mike Evans was banged up coming in the season. And right now, we're going to talk about some players that are banged up. But for the most part, like, fantasy seems pretty chill right now. Would you agree, Nate? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, there's the Michael Thomas drama. Because we don't know what's happening yeah. with him, which yep. made things really weird in redraft drafts. Oh, yeah. Because you just oh, didn't yeah. know what to do about it. And some people were reaching on him in early rounds. Some leagues, he's going a little bit later. Um, I think that's the biggest one. Other than that, like right now, I think everything's, yeah, I think everything's kind of settled. We know where we are. Nate, the, the, the one big question mark in the air right now, though, is Saquon Barkley. He was still a consensus first round pick. I didn't have him there. He was one of my my bus calls this year just because of the health a little bit and the New York Giants overall. But regardless, if you have Saquon Barkley on your roster, he is going to suit up here in week one, it looks like. However, it's probably going to be on a limited basis. I've heard from some injury uh, analysts out there, Stefania Bell included, that you know we could be seeing 15, 20 snaps for Saquon. Uh, Nate, what's your headline here for, for Saquon Barkley and uh, – whether fantasy managers should play him here in week one. So my headline is Saquon still has bark in limited role week one. He's still, okay. He's still Saquon Barkley. He just, he's coming back from an ACL tear. It makes sense that they're going to roll him out slowly to see what he can do, but they've already seen a lot in camp. So if they're rolling him out, they're fairly confident in him. What does a limited role really mean? A touchdown, maybe 50 to 75 yards, maybe a couple of catches. I mean, that's still better than you're going to get out of some guys you might play over him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it probably have to depend on my lineup. Like, like the one thing is if you have Saquon in redraft, you likely paid a first or second round price for him. So you're kind of forced into playing him. I feel like here a little bit, but I mean, I, I would be like, I don't know. Nate, Nate, I'm just going to throw out a couple names. Like, like I'm talking flex here. Let's say you have two solid RBs. Let's say maybe you grab. Maybe my guy David Montgomery in the second or third round, and and maybe you have a guy like James Robinson or someone who you maybe drafted a little bit, you know, earlier in the season, off season. W- would you play if you had like two decent RBs in your flex? Would you play Saquon Barkley or T Higgins? Oh, probably Saquon Barkley. Okay, that, that, that's that's. What about Brandon Ayuk or Saquon Barkley? Probably Saquon Barkley. I just think there's a higher ceiling week one for Barkley than there's Ayuk than there's for T Higgins. We're going to talk about uh, the Baltimore situation here in just a minute. What about Gus Edwards or Saquon Barkley? Probably. Yep. Probably still Saquon Barkley, but I think Latavius Murray is going to end up there. I mean, and if how much he plays week one would be, I mean, that's if well, they, they, they did just sign Lev Bell as well. They did just sign. Lev I did. Bell I did. I did yeah, not like, see that. Literally a couple hours ago, Katie actually let me know the news. But I think for week one right now, because of COVID protocols, Lev Bell isn't going to be suiting up this week. Oh, so. That's true. That's true. But, but we will talk about that here. Guys, my, my advice is like play Saquon if you drafted him because you likely have to. Yep. But like 
have expectations, maybe go for a little bit more upside in your lineup. I personally would play Gus Edwards over him. I would probably play Javante Williams over him. Like, like there's a couple other guys. I might play Javante over him. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like just assess your roster. If you need to, you know, cope with upside, go with upside. Um, But just be, be careful here. Cause I mean, but like you said, Nate, he is a talented guy. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he ran out, you know, had seven carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. You never know, Saquon. Right, right. And a couple catches too. I mean, in PPR. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Love it, Nate. Um, the other situation we have going on in the NFL um, over the last day or two is Baltimore backfield takes another big hit this week. They lose Justice Hill to a torn Achilles. Uh, man, first of all, thoughts with Justice Hill, man. Guy, like – he's a grinder. Like I know a lot of people don't know a lot about justice Hill, but like every time he's been on the field, he's been somewhat decent. I feel like throughout his career. He has, I like justice Hill. And you know, it's sad to see him go go down, but for fantasy football, what this means guys is Gus Edwards to me is a, a, you know, a top 20 play this week. I think he's easily a top 20 play. Um, And and like Nate, how do you feel about Tyson Williams? He's going to be the number two guy, but he's probably like we said, the only number two guy. I mean, I'm still going to say Lamar Jackson is the running back, the main running back in that system. He's still going to be running the ball a ton. I feel like now they might actually lean on him to run a little bit more rather than increasing what they were going to do with Chris Edwards. So I don't know. It doesn't really change all that much for me, honestly. I the one thing I'll say is I think the Ravens, you know, playing on Monday night, they're going to have kind of a shorter week going into week two a little bit. They're also playing the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders as well. And to me, I just don't think the Raiders are in the same class. I think this is a game that could be over close, you know, midway through the third quarter, maybe early, early second half and just end of first half. Like I, I, I could see, I could see Tyson Williams getting some play here. Nate. I really could see him mm-hmm. getting, you know, w- with how much the Ravens run, like, like they, they ran more than anyone else. Like he could get 12, 14, 15 carries this week. I mean that, yeah, that's true. I mean, if they're getting blown out, or if they're blowing out Las Vegas, which that wouldn't shock me in the least because they're a terrible franchise. Right. I could see I could see that. Um, I don't know, though. I'm just not going to take a chance on him week one, probably. He's a guy, like, if I do roster him, he's probably on my bench. Yeah. And yeah. I want to see what happens. And if they're going to give him an expanded role, maybe he's worth a flex play. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think week one right now, most players are healthy. You probably have better plays than Tyson Williams. But, like, in a 16 team league, like maybe if you got hit by any of these injuries, a JK injury or something, like I, I you know, I, I think he's still like probably a top, uh, you know, an RB four for me this week, like a top 48 guy, you know, not, not, not a, not a world burner, not a week winner, but I think he could have, you know, somewhere between eight to 10 fantasy points this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I still think Barkley gets more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. Gus Edwards, he's a good play this week. Be cautious with Saquon, but if you have him, you're likely firing him up. And Tyson Williams, he might be a play for you as well. Nate, let's go ahead and go into a segment we haven't gotten to too much this summer, but it's it's one of our in-season favorites here. I have the stars in my sights. Requesting permission to engage. In the scope. So I'm going to need you to do a favor for me. I'm going to need you to change that drop and get Philip Lindsay out of there. Cause all that did was just make me sad. Okay. It might've made you sad, Nate, but it also made you happy to remember it happened because like, that's say, true. You know, Philip Lindsay guys like Philip Lindsay, miles Gaskin, and even George Kittle a long time ago, when I first started doing any fantasy content back in 2018, like 
that that was why the segment started is because like people weren't going after people like Miles Gaskin until like after week two last year. Like right. I, I was telling you on the podcast last year after week one, like this is a guy I went out and spent it, you know, I probably got him in four or five leagues last year. And it's so, like what we're trying to do here, guys, is just help you figure out waivers, but but a week before. Because yeah. you know, a, a lot of time it's too late, especially in like a lot of these mainstream uh, medias, like, uh, you know, for if you're playing a 12-team PPR league with six or seven bench spots, those guys aren't even out on the waiver wire. And e- even if they are, like, people just, like, they're burning all their fab the next week for them. So we're just trying to help you save a little bit here with these guys. Uh, Nate, who is your first in-scope target for us tonight, man? So Sam Darnold, shockingly, okay. is only rostered in 6% of ESPN leagues. Six percent. I get it. I get fading him, but we have to remember he was on an awful New York Jets team, teams with Adam Gase and like no running game. When he got Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell wasn't Le'Veon Bell anymore. Yeah. Last season he had Frank Gore and Lamichael Perrine, and they didn't even use Ty Johnson. Now he's going to an offense where he has Christian McCaffrey. He's got a familiar face in Robbie Anderson. He's got DJ Moore. He's got Tutu Atwell. That's a good team for him. Better coaching. I remember when he came into the league, I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand why everybody's hyping him, but Colin Coward would not stop talking about how talented he was. He pounded the table with, this isn't a Darnold problem. This is a coaching and a system problem. I want to see what he does. And he's a guy I don't think many other people are going to be going after right now, like this second. No, it's going to no. be two to three weeks into the season when we start to see him really like blossom in the Joe Brady offense in Carolina. And don't forget that regardless of what you think of him, their defense is terrible. So that offense is going to have to air out the ball to have a chance of winning. They're not going to be able to keep it on the ground very often. That's, that's a lot of work for Sam Darnold. It's, it's especially a young defense. I think they like almost went like every every player in the draft this year was defensive, mm-hmm. maybe other than like a TMJ, Terrace Marshall Jr. But I mean, I, I guess they got Chuba as well, but I, I know, I mean, they've been loading up on that defense, but it's still a very young defense at the end of the day. So I, I, I agree with you on that one, Nate. Like if Carolina has any chance to succeed this, this season, it's how far can Sam Darnold carry you? And you, you know, Sam Darnold's a guy like, yeah, he's not the most mobile guy in the world, but he's more mobile than he gets credit for. And yep. like, like right now, like you said, like no one's probably rostering really Sam Darnold in, in your PPR redraft leagues right now, 12 teamers, but maybe you should, maybe you should think about it here. And, you know, especially like if you're in a two QB league two or a super flex, maybe now's the time to trade. Just, just send a feeler out. People are getting desperate for RBs already. Yes. No. And I think something too. So if you're caught in a situation where you waited on quarterback in a one quarterback league, I found myself in this situation where all of a sudden I'm like, crap, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, I'll take him. He's the best quarterback on the board. I'm not happy with it. Go get Sam Darnold. One of the flyer guys you got at the end of your draft, wave them, get Sam Darnold, let him sit on your bench for three weeks. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, you can make moves, get rid of Darnold. Maybe you can trade him to somebody else who can wait a little bit longer. There are a ton of reasons to go out and get him. One QB leagues super flex leagues. I just think that there's value to be had there. And I really do legitimately think he could finish as a top 15 quarterback this season. 
you've been hard on him all, all offseason, Nate. And and I, I, I want to talk highlight one guy who I've actually just kind of got a lot hotter on. I was actually down originally, um, but that's Kirk Cousins. Right now, like, I, I'm going to take your Sam Darnold. I'm going to raise you a Kirk Cousins. Right now, he's rostered in less than 25% of ESPN leagues. So, like, right now, he's out there in three out of four ESPN leagues. And, I, you know, I get it. Like, Kirk Cousins, he's another guy. Kirk Cousins is not a sexy quarterback. Like, I don't really want to leave drafts with Kirk Cousins either in my, my QB1. However, guys, like, he's playing the Bengals in week one. Joe Burrow coming off, off the ACL. We don't know how well that Bengals offense is going to move. The, the Vikings, they've had a better defense in years past. Last year is obviously their worst defense they've had in a long time. But I think with Mike Zimmer now calling the shots for the defense once again, things are going to get tightened up a little bit again. But, I mean, I, I just think with Kirk Cousins, like, like he has a great schedule starting out. He's got Bengals, Arizona, Seattle. Like the only tough game that I would maybe not want to play Kirk Cousins in in the top eight weeks of the season is Cleveland here in week four. Mm. And, and that that's still in Minnesota in the Dome. So – you know, we don't have a lot of primetime games, luckily, for Kirk anytime soon. When you just stat him out, man, like I sat him out and he, he was QB 12, which I was stunned. I was stunned because I was not high on Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, he's like, he was QB 11 last year. You know what I mean? He's probably going to do it again. And I think like after week one, I think he's going to ball up with the Bengals, you know, go out there once to prove some, a little something going into 2021. I think he's going to be a guy that people are talking about definitely heading into week two. I can see that. I think that the key here is, and you know I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan, but yeah. the key is, is that you look at the offense and you look at the team as a whole. And, I mean, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, those three weapons alone, like, of course, you have to respect play action and you have to respect the run. But you have to respect the pass with Jefferson and Thielen. So you can't stack the box against Cook, but you can't load up the secondary against the pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that like I could quarterback in that system, but <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I couldn't obviously, but he's set up for success and he has enough talent that he makes it work in another offense. I don't know that I like Kirk cousins, but what they've got in Minnesota and the weapons they have, I'm totally fine with what you're saying. And I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people definitely moved him down their draft boards a little bit even more after the Irv Smith junior injury. But I mean, when you still look at Justin Jefferson, Adam Thieland and and Dalvin Cook, that's still like roughly like 25 passing touchdowns, you know? Yes. Like, like they can easily push for 25 passing touchdowns, just those three players. Tyler Conkling, actually, uh, the tight end, he, he's a guy who showed a little something last year too. So I think he'll give an added boost. Um, Chris yeah. Herndon, I've never been a Chris Herndon guy, but he's always been on the Jets under Adam Gase for the most part. Um, preceded true. him a little bit too, but still, you know, Jets player. So we'll see what kind of happens there. But D.D. Westbrook's on the roster. I think he might line up as their number three. But overall, like, I think Kirk Cousins is a guy. I mean, if you didn't draft a quarterback and you're sitting there and, and like Nate said, you're still staring at Jimmy G or Jameis Winston, any guys like those, I don't know, consider Kirk Cousins here. Nate, who you got for us? So my final player that I picked is Ty Johnson of the New York Jets. Love Ty Johnson. Uh, I do love Ty Johnson, and here's here's why: because the only person ahead of him on the death chart right now <laughs> is Tevin Coleman, um, and it, the only real battle he has for that RB two role is Michael Carter, who's a rookie who I also love for dynasty. Um, not hot on him in redraft unless it, we're talking waiver wire, like somewhere like week ten when he's had a chance to play like three or four games and maybe gets hot in the passing game. Ty Johnson's got it all. 
Um, my biggest thing with him is that he has upside in the passing game. And the one time he was given the opportunity to carry a full workload last season, he had 22 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown, 17 fantasy points by ESPN. He's owned in 6% of redraft leagues on ESPN. He's out there. He's another guy you can probably snag and sit on your bench. It's going to have more upside than somebody you probably drafted at the end of your draft. Somebody took at the end Mm -hmm. of your draft. Mm -hmm. And Zach Wilson needs a safety net. And Ty Johnson provides that more than Tevin Coleman does because Tevin Coleman, I mean, he's got bad ankles and he's got a bad knee. Yeah. Yeah. Tevin Coleman's kind of washed. Like I will say like, I prefer probably not any of these jets RBs heading in the season other than Michael Carter, obviously like, like we've had our flag planning him all off season, Nate, but like if you need an RB depth piece, like heading in, why not Ty Johnson at this point? Because like he is better than I think Tevin Coleman at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a little shaky with the Lions starting out his rookie season, but again, it's the Lions. It's a rookie season. Uh, ended up getting cut, but you know, made his way on the Jets last year and 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 did did you know fill in valuably down down the stretch. And Michael Carter isn't hundred percent to go starting the season right. here either. So something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, and you know, for a young quarterback like Zach Wilson. Um, if Sal is smart and I think he is, they're going to run the ball a ton. And, and, you know, it makes sense. Like, like him coming from San Francisco, Robert Sal is there. Like it really makes sense. Like San Francisco is known to use three or four running backs at a time. So, I mean, we could honestly probably see something, you know, similar here. They have P Ryan, they, they have Carter, they have Coleman, like they have average running backs. Yeah. P Ryan. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not again. All right, Nate. I, I got one more short thing, or uh, one more in the scope target for you here tonight, man. Um, it's gonna be Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is uh, again. This is another guy. I have never been high on Sterling Shepard. I've always thought the hype and the money was too much um, than it was worth. But right now, you start looking around this Giants team, man. It is brutal. I'm gonna talk about this a little more here in a, in a couple minutes when we go into uh, short things. But I mean, dude, let's take a trip down down to the Meadowlands, Nate. Kenny Galladay, banged up. Don't know if he's going to play week one. Darius Slayton, probably going to play week one. Not going to be at 100% if he plays. Yeah, and he's Darius Slayton. Yeah, Darius, yeah. Kadarius Tony. I know everyone hates on him, but like he's still a rookie with upside. It, it, you know, If he was healthy, he'd probably start, but he's banged up. Evan Ingram doesn't look like he's probably going to suit up for week one, and Saquon's not going to be at 100%. Like, the only starter of the skill positions that's – Seems at 100%, which is crazy because he never is. It's strange. Right. If if there's a guy like I, I don't know what the DFS type, I don't know what his I don't know what his cost is going to be in in DK or if there's any good underdog uh, underdog prices on him right now. But like if you're going to go out in, in one of those, think about Sterling Shepard because he is healthy. Um, you know, it, it's not a crazy tough matchup coming up either. I mean, it, it is your Broncos, Nate. Like it's it's definitely a decent team, but it's not like. They have a lot to prove still. Like, you know, veterans coming back from a lot of injuries on that team. Denver has the best defense in the league. They're going to slaughter the Giants week one. Slaughter. Somebody has to catch the ball, though. That's the thing. They're going to even I, – like, I, I, I do think Denver will win this game. I, I do have Denver picked to win this game. But at the end of the day, like, Darius Slayton has to – like, someone has to catch passes. Like, I don't know That's who else. true. That's true. John Ross is even hurt. John Ross is like their, their wide receiver five, and he's on IR once again with a hamstring injury. Somebody <laughs> call Terrell Owens. Honestly, <laughs> let's get let's get some Des Bryant up in here. But, guys, seriously, like Sterling Shepard, he's probably going to be one of the guys out there on the street that has 
one of the highest floors you're going to see um, just, you know, on the waiver wire this season. So I think mm-hmm. after one, people are going to be picking up Sterling Shepard. Um, so if I need some wide receiver depth, I'm grabbing him now. Yep. Smart play. Guys, and I do want to go into uh, what's going to be one of our reoccurring segments each and every week here on the In Between Fantasy Football podcast. It is none other than Short Things Sleepers of the Week. This is where Nate and I, we're going to pick our uh, our sleepers, guys outside the top consensus 24 at the positions. And guys, we're just into Guys, we want to play, get in our lineups if we have to. Um, guys, Short Things Sleepers is presented by Stevens Quality Barbering Services over there in Kerwinsville, PA. Uh, so whether you know whether you're from Central Pennsylvania, whether you're from uh, Western Pennsylvania, somewhere in the mishmash, Clearfield County, Center County, Indiana County, Jefferson County, anywhere in that that area there, D nine, uh, make sure you check out Noah over there at Stevens Quality Barbering Services. He's going to hook you up with an affordable haircut and an affordable price, and you know you're going to have a quality conversation, you're going to have a quality experience, quality products, everything there is quality. It's in the name, guys. I've said it before on this podcast, but I've been going to Noah for almost seven years now. So if you want to look like me, well, that, that might that might be a bad sales pitch there, Nate. But <laughs> if you want to look like me or, or better than me, go over to Stevens Quality Barbering Services in Kerbinsville, PA, guys. Noah, he's going to hook you up. Let's get ready for some Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. It's the Sure Things. Sleepers of the week. Here we go. We got sure things. Sleepers of the week. Nate, do you mind if I lead off this one, brother? Go for it, man. All right. I'm. I think you'll be happy with my selection this week. It's none other than your Denver Broncos, who I believe is going to be the starting running back here in a couple weeks. Javante Williams, and I'm going to start off this, guys. Like I came into the NFL draft. I think we all love Javante. We saw him on film. He was a different type of cat. 22 combined touchdowns in his uh, last season there at North Carolina. They don't look like the same team without him, obviously. We saw that this weekend. But regardless, I I really liked him coming into the draft. The Denver situation, I was a little hesitancy. Uh, Mike Boone's there. Royce Freeman was there for depth. And, of course, you got Melvin Gordon, who's still on a two-year, $8 million contract. It'll be over at the end of this season, but you know I wasn't huge on him for redraft. But Royce Freeman got cut here in the last week, Nate. Um, I, I moved Javante Williams up from somewhere around running back twenty-seven or eight twenty-eight with the recent injuries as well. He's now RB twenty-two for me coming into the season. Wow. Yeah, so, so definitely moved him up quite a bit. Um, I didn't. I don't think I have him anywhere in any leagues, but I kind of wish I did. Uh, guys, we, we just touched on it. The Giants are you know week one for for Denver. Um, the Giants' offensive line is is pretty atrocious. Not a lot of skilled players out there. So, like, I really think Denver. Like, Nate, would you agree as someone who follows the team probably closely closer than I do that the the Denver Broncos' success to winning this year is running the ball and playing good defense? Yes. Um, now they they got Patrick Sertain in the draft. Great cornerback. Mm-hmm. Really stoked to see him. He's looked. What I've read is that they're trying to get him to play three different roles in that defense, so he, he's kind of behind the curve a little bit on it coming into the mm-hmm. season, but that by week two or three, they expect him to be full-on phenomenal. Um, and I, was, I mean, they have the best cornerback core in the league, the best linebacker core in the league. They probably have the best edge-rushing core in the league. 
they're going to rely on running the ball because that defense is just too good. And that's what Bridgewater starting signaled to me was that, okay, we're good with winning by pounding the ball. So even if he's not the starter week one, he's still, and if they're blowing out the giants, you're going to see more Williams than Gordon week one, more yeah. than likely. And his dude, his upside in that offense is huge. It's huge. And I don't think anyone is under the assumption, including Melvin Gordon, that he's still the starter come week three or week four. Agreed. Agreed. And, and like, I, I know it, I'm someone who honestly doesn't really love to rush rookie running backs normally into my roster. I had DeAndre Swift a lot last year, let him sit, you know, the first two or three weeks. But I mean, with Javante Williams here and the opportunity he has, like they're a talented team in Denver. And with going with Teddy Bridgewater, they said they wanted to try to win now rather than try to develop Drew Locke for another season. So I think right now the time is now for Javante Williams. He's got a really nice matchup here in week one. Like, the Giants' defense isn't awful. Like, Blake Martinez is a freaking house on the defense. And, and they have some other really nice players as well who've, you know, stepped in valiantly. But I think at the end of the day, like, I, I think this one ends maybe like 28-14 Denver Broncos time of possession battle, you know. I, I, I just want to see that playing out. And, like, why run Melvin Gordon out a ton in week one? See what you got in your rookie, man. Yep, especially against the Giants. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what they'll do. Fangio's smart and he knows his job's on the line. Yeah. So the best way for them to win games is to run the ball. Yep. Plain and simple. Like, I'm, I'm not telling you go start him over a lot of people, but like, I mean, I, I think he's still a top 25, 30 ish play for me this week. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, right now in fantasy football, that's starter worthy. So I'm going Javante Williams, guys. Fire him up if you have him. Um, Nate, who do you have as your short thing sleeper of the week here for week one? I have one of your favorite players. This is payback for the Kirk <laughs> Cousins thing. Um, LaVisca Chenault. I was high on him before the Etienne injury. I'm even higher on him now after the Etienne injury because I think he fills that role where we're going to see Chenault out of the backfield as well as yep. running into the slot, yep. or playing, playing the X receiver slot, playing outside. He's going to be all over the place. And they're going to use the living hell out of him in week one because I really think Urban Meyer wants to see like, okay, let's see what he can do. They didn't use him properly last season. They didn't, and he's a he's a safety outlet for Trevor Lawrence. And he's currently on Fantasy Pros expert ranks. He's wide receiver thirty eight heading into week one. That's too low. Yeah, that's it, way way. Especially way considering too low. the matchup against one of the worst defense in the league, the Houston Texans. Like that, right. I mean. I want honestly most of my Jaguars in my lineups this week if I have them. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good debut. I mean, w- what a time to do it, really. Like, right. you're going up against the Deshaun Watson list, Houston Texans, who've been a mess all offseason. We don't even know, like, just a bad organization, man. And right. I mean, and, and I'll say this, Nate. I I was too low on LaVisca, man. I And, and the ETN injury definitely b- brought me up. But when we released our draft guide at the beginning of August, I think I had LaVisca around like wide receiver 50 uh, right now. Yes. Right now, I, I, I'll have to look back what I had him. But after after doing some updating here this last weekend, I think I have about 34, 35. So like to me, he's a wide receiver three now. And like people don't realize, but, but rushing upside really does help season long for, for these receivers. Like Robert Woods is a guy, he gets about, you know, 30 rushing attempts every season. Curtis Samuel got, you know, a, a good bit last season as well. But like 
that makes these guys valuable. Like a lot of these guys can at least like Robert Wood scores at least one or two rushing touchdowns every year. So, I mean, I, I think if, if you drafted LaVisca, he's likely your second flex, maybe third flex or first flex option. So like if you believed in him, like this is the time to fire him up, honestly, like, like I, I, I even think DJ Chark's a decent play here too this week. I think Chark is. I think Marvin Jones. I'm a little more iffy on. Um, I banged, think, I think Marvin, up a little bit. Well, he's banged up, and I think he's going to draw more coverage than Chark or Chenault. Yep. Just, just my gut feeling, which makes Chenault and Chark. God, their names are too similar to each other. Makes them both really good, great plays. Same thing with James Robinson. Man, I'm all over James Robinson this week. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Same here, man. Definitely a top twenty play for me. Um, one thing we're going to do for you guys this or this in season is we're going to keep uh, track of our short thing sleepers of the week. Nate and I are going to go head to head. Um, let us know how you think we should grade this. I- I'm thinking maybe if our short thing sleeper of the week, either, I don't know, whether it's top 30 at the position, whether it's double digits, we'll figure that out here over the weekend, Nate, but we're going to keep track of this. And at the end of the season, we'll make some type of bet. Maybe it's a case of beer, but one of us are going to owe the other one something. Uh, to see who had the best short thing sleepers of the week this year. I'm making you shave your head into a mohawk. No, I will decline. I I promise I'll decline. (laughs) Okay, I will do that. You cannot wear a hat for five podcasts in a row. That's fine. I didn't wear one last night because I didn't think it was going to be recorded. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We got one more segment for you tonight. It's weekly advice, one of my favorite segments on the show. Weekly Guys, super pumped up to be here with you. It is week number one of the NFL season, week one of the fantasy football season. And, you know, with, with all this excitement also comes, you know, a little bit of craziness. Um, for, you know, just for myself speaking, tonight I was at an event for – I work at Penn State and had an event that you know went till almost 9:30. So we even start had to start the podcast a little late. So do apologize about that. Um, but you know, craziness ensues here wherever you work. Probably um, this time of year, it's a busy time. Nate, I know you're going on on vacation here at the end of the week as well. So when you have kids, it's not vacation unless <laughs> your kids aren't with you. Yeah, Can- Canton was a work vacation, mm-hmm. work-ish vacation. It's not a vacation. Jackson's going to be with us. It's a trip. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just the same stress in a different place. Yeah. I, Nate, I, I think the main takeaway here, though, is that, you know, you're going to be traveling. I'm going yes. to be doing, Sorry, doing my yeah. thing here in state. No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm going to be doing my thing in state college. And but yeah. like, while this starts to heat up, man, like fantasy football season is here. Um, we finally have something to talk about. There's going to be content flying all over the internet in the next couple weeks. Um, what is what is your advice to our audience about not getting overwhelmed this time of year? So this should all be fun. And I mean, fun and stressful at points. But if the, if the stress isn't fun, the stress should be fun. That should be one of the fun parts yeah. of it. It mm-hmm. should be a good stress, a happy stress. Yeah. And – if you don't feel that way about it, you maybe should consider either cutting back on what you're doing or reconsider even doing it. Cause I mean, seriously, the minute that this kind of stuff isn't fun for me, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. 
and that's what the, that's what the point. It's a game. It's a fake game around a sport. What could be more fun? Yeah, I mean, you get to sit. You get to sit around the house all Sunday. You know, consume your vices, whatever they may right. be, and just chill out with your loved ones, your friends, your you know, whoever it is, your league mates, and you know, just enjoy a beautiful sport. You know, the best athletes in the world performing, man. Like yeah. it really is. Like like you said, man, it's just supposed to be fun, and like that's why we do this, man. We do this because it's fun, and we want to help exactly. others have fun as well. Well, and I think something that has helped me in the past, I can't do this anymore because I'm expected to do certain things. But if checking your fantasy lineups is stressing you out and making you enjoy watching football less, don't check your lineups until after this Sunday slate's over. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I I used to – I like a lot of the time what I'll do um, – I mean, I'm always a busy beaver, so I'm always around. But sometimes I'll actually start – like I'll, I'll record the games. I'll record Red Zone. And actually maybe start a half hour late. I, I always do that with every sporting event. Um, I actually paused the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Roommates got pissed, man. Roommate, roommates were like, you can't fast forward the commercials. But so, I mean, yeah. But, but, but like Nate said, like a lot of times I would go, you know, almost the whole day without checking my lineup, just seeing kind of how things are. But either way, like like Nate said, man, have fun with it. Yep. And, and guys, my, my big advice heading into week one and the entire season for you here is, you know, let's just take it week by week. Like, yep. you know, I'm someone who's always tried to be planned out about my life. Like I had been planning to hopefully do in between media probably a year and a half before it ever was a thing. You know what I mean? I'm very planned out. I'm strategical with that. But, you know, it's like we say here on, on the podcast and on the site, guys, you know, there's always going to be a journey in life from point A to point B. And we want to help you enjoy the in-between, man. We want to help you enjoy the in-between. you got to help yourself enjoy the in-between too. Like, you know, I know when you go back to work on Monday, it's probably going to suck. Like, like I'm just being honest. Like, like, not a lot of – like, after having such a high with your fantasy teams and football, like, sometimes work does suck on a Monday, man. But, like, put your best foot forward. Wake up a little bit earlier on a Monday. Just, like, live it, man. Just – I mean, and take it week by week. Like, that's the thing. Like, the content's always going to be there. We're going to be here all, all season long. There's going to be a bunch of our other colleagues in the fantasy football industry that are here all season long to help you guys, give you the best advice you can do or can take. So, I mean, just have fun with it. Enjoy your fandom. Root for your teams. Root for your fantasy teams. But, you know, if you need to take a break, take a break. But I'm taking it week by week here, Nate. I know you're doing the same thing, brother. It's all you can do, man, especially when you're going to be out of town for a month straight. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be traveling and getting to do all of this. Being able to work on the go is awesome. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. so great. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, just everything now we're in a digital world, guys, makes playing fantasy football easier as well. So, guys, we will be back next week. Um, we'll have one of our guests on as well, whether that's Nate's lovely wife or one of our other two lovely co hosts, Scott and Gary. But we will be back next week. Um, if you have any questions in the meantime, we got columns coming out the rest of this week. Nate's column just dropped earlier today. You can check my column out on Thursday. We're going to have a DFS tailgate show here in between media on Sunday morning. Just so much content. We've basically, Nate, we have content coming out for people seven from, days a week from yesterday until every day until the end of the season. So you got 18 yep. weeks of us, guys. If you were sick and tired of us, too uh, bad. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be more sick and tired of us. Uh, we'll be back next week on the In Between Fantasy Football podcast. Check out the audio version if you missed anything. That's me dropping on Wednesday. Nate, cheers, brother. 
Let's go football, baby. Let's go. Cheers, brother. All right, guys. Keep it in between till next show. Thanks for tuning into this one. We appreciate you. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't too fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person.